0: Traveling the
1: Vortex We've joined the Doctor as she travels the Vortex and arrive at episode 401, where she's sorting out fair play throughout the universe. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I am well. Pretty good. Do you have your Swiss Swiss Army Sonics? Yes. Without That's hard to say. M- 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 fact M- fact.
2: Fact. I'm glad they finally called it what it is. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> a multi-purpose tool. Did you guys have a good week? Yeah, not bad. Do anything fun? Well, I was pulling up what I did this week because <laughs> I had to write it down because I did so much stuff. I finished a book. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you read?
1: Artemis by Andy Weir. Oh, how was
0: it? It was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. It's a
1: lot It's a lot more of the same, but this time it's uh, Well, it's not... Okay, so it's a lot more of the same science, so... Sh- It's a caper on the moon, but they use science to kind of solve the problems and create, or uh, not solve the crime, but commit the crime. Mm. So it's it's really enjoyable. I've seen a lot of complaints about the main character not being likable or relatable, but I was all right with her. Did you do anything?
2: Uh, You got a list? (laughs) I I have a small list.
0: I have a list I'm going to blow through, so go ahead.
2: I I went and saw Star is Born today oh how is that how Um, is it i can say that oscar season has officially arrived (laughs) (laughs) uh it's really good um i'll be honest i've seen the chris christopherson one but it's been so long i don't even remember how it ends so i can't really compare it but i really enjoyed this one i thought bradley coomer was was fantastic
0: how about lady gaga
2: lady gaga was phenomenal oh good yeah so she can act she can act i mean she's playing a singer so well
0: yeah
1: how was venom Oh yeah. Venom,
2: yeah. I guess I saw that too this week. Uh Venom was was a lot of fun. It's um it's not necessarily good. <laughs> like, you know, it, first of all there there's a Marvel. It's not one of those. And then there's that almost Marvel. It's probably there. It's better than say some of the really terrible X-Men movies or
0: I kind of wondered if that was the case because I saw in Rotten Tomatoes that its critic scores 30%, but its uh, audience source scores 89 So oh, It only got like record-breaking
2: October numbers. Yeah. It was, a, it was a hoot. It was so much fun to watch.
0: Well, I uh, like I said, I made a list because I, I I got a lot of reading done this week. In fact, I knocked <laughs> out a bunch of books. But first of all, I want to say that I started the 31 Days of Huluween uh, Photo Challenge that the 5-ish fangirls are doing. Um, If you want to take part in that, be sure to go to their website, uh, Five-ish Fangirls. Or you can go to their uh, Instagram page, and they've posted on there. Just search for the hashtag, 31 Days of Huluween. Got in the spirit because, speaking of the Fangirls, uh, Brittany, I think it was, had posted on Facebook, if anybody had read Benicula, the book. And I thought, oh, I did a long time ago when I was a kid. And I thought, I think I have uh, that book around the house that we got for either Mason or Caitlin. (laughs) So I went digging From through. From a Scholastic Book Fair. Yep. So I oh, yeah. went through and I dug around and found it. And I read it in probably a couple hours. I mean, it took take me oh. any time at all because it's a young reader book. It doesn't age well. <laughs> at least it doesn't age well with its reader. I remember really liking it as a kid, but this time through, it it's obviously aimed at a younger audience. Right. But, uh, right. It's still cute, but I didn't remember it being as uproaringly funny as I remember when I was a kid. I just thought it was hilarious right. when I was a kid um i also finished well i, I didn't even mention that i started reading it but i had been reading over the last couple of weeks uh, doctor who in the scales of injustice which is a virgin past adventures uh book with the third doctor and liz shaw and it's it's okay it's really stuffed and bloated with a lot of fan service mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. gary russell wrote it i believe yes that sounds right and it's 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 just, it was one of the books that was reissued for the 50th. Yeah, because uh, I have a copy yeah. of it with the, uh, yeah. It's it's Silurians, mm-hmm. and they kind of almost take a sub story to another adversary that's introduced that I want to give too much away. But I think this gives the book, without, well, you know she's going to leave, but uh, the book gives some closure to Liz Shaw and. Her and the doctor's relationship, which I really liked. The other thing that it touches on is uh, the brigadier's failing marriage with Fiona, oh, which I thought right. was an interesting read as well. So, huh. so there was interesting points about it. It was an enjoyable story. It's a little bit cloak and dagger, James Bondish at times. Um, it's got a really, really James Bondy villain in it, but it <laughs> was good. I mean, I I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, but it really felt like even for me as a huge Doctor Who fan, it felt very bloated with the fan service. So lots of nods and mentions to a lot of stuff. So. Huh. And then I decided, well, I'm going to uh, read Twice Upon a Time because uh, I had bought the Kindle uh, version of the book a while back, I think when the Target books started coming out. And I thought, you know, I want to read that before uh, the uh, new series comes back. So I read it. It's really good. It's neat to have a little bit more insight. I think as the novelizations always do, they give you a little more perspective because you get to hear, you know, you get, you read what's inside the mind of the characters a little more. So I think... That sort of helped that. And then I decided, well, I finished that book. I'm going to turn around and watch the episodes I watched <laughs> uh, twice upon a time again this weekend. And that was it. I did read one other thing. Tarzan on the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I saw your Goodreads post it on that. It was pretty
1: good. It was very different, very otherworld type thing. I and mean, it's set up where Cornelius and Zira and baby Milo travel back in time and that's how Tarzan winds up in this alternate timeline as they travel back through one of the worm a wormhole instead of going back to the 1970s for beneath the planet or escape from the planet of the apes. Yeah. And so then it also sets up this other wormhole plot and they wind up going into the future and yeah. It's got some really weird stuff in it, but it works surprisingly. It was enjoyable as a kind of a one-off type thing. I wouldn't want an official canon, but <laughs> it was a fun experiment.
0: Cool. So, should we move on to um, news?
1: Let's. So, not a lot of news because, you know, our show came back. Yay. That's the big news. The big
0: news is <laughs> Doctor Who is on.
1: Is on. Um, And with it on, we got some quick overnight figures of 8.2 million viewers, which is 40% of the total TV audience in the UK. Which is really good. And it is the highest, it's regular episode over 10 years. Very good.
0: Some, you have to admit, some of the hype kind of helped yeah. that. So we'll see if they can hold on to that over the course of the next 12 weeks. But um, that's great. That's encouraging. I wonder it,
2: how much of that is hype and how much of that is moving it to Sundays. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> that could be
0: too. It could be yeah, a combination That might of be something to look at to It'll,
1: see. At was, if the f- there's no uh, high fall off. Next week, then we'll know it's probably a combination more Sunday than just the, oh, I'm curious to see what this new female right. doctor's going to do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just good writing. <laughs> or that, too. Hopefully, they stick around is what the whole idea is. What else we got? Well, uh, Mattel and BBC have teamed up for a Barbie doll. Barbie. The first ever Doctor Who Barbie. Cool. Available to order now for $50. That's I think it looks pretty cool. Really high quality Barbie. I mean, it's Barbie,
0: Barbie in um, the uh, 13th Doctor's clothes, pretty much. Yeah, it's with big, her they hair, try but... to kind
1: of sculpt the face a little
2: yeah, bit to look it like, like Jodie Whittaker, but not quite. I think it looks quite. much more like Jodie than it does Barbie. Still I think so, more, too. It still looks like Barbie. To me. Maybe it's mainly the haircut, but it's a very cool Barbie. The look. ankles look like Jodie's ankles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ankles do like Jodie's ankles. Don't they? I'm so getting that doll for... Sean for yeah, that ones. will
2: prevent me from having to go out and get one because <laughs> right now the pants are preventing me from going out and getting it a... what
0: else
1: that's it that's pretty much it cool the rest is reaction and stuff for
0: the new episode which sounds like it was overall pretty positive yeah alright well let's move on to our review of the comic <laughs> led up somewhat to <laughs> the uh, 13th Doctor's Arrival it was fun
2: <laughs> like, like most of the uh, uh, one-off stories it yeah, you know, not much happened. They they sandwiched a lot of material into a very tiny sliver of this is when this takes place, which was kind of cool. I
0: think a lot of things happened, but not with a lot of you know bloat and drawn out right. activity. They were all very quick little stories telling tiny adventures of all of the past previous doctors, which I really liked about it. I thought mm-hmm. that was neat.
1: There were a lot of the stories that I kind of wanted more of because I was so intrigued by them. Yes. I kinda and it was just little too. snippets of them and it's like, that's not enough. Give me more. I kind of felt that way too. Yeah, Especially w- like the fifth doctor one. I really
2: dug that one. I will say Paul Cornell did a really, really good job of, you know, when you only have three pages of okay here go it's like well he still managed to tell a fairly coherent story in those three pages that was compelling and a lot of them did make me want uh want more with it um some of them obviously were much much better than others but you know you're gonna find that
0: i think the other thing that i liked about it i like when they're able to do multi stories like this within one issue is that they change up the artist for each one of them. So they all have kind of a different look. Mm -hmm. And I liked that about it as well. I thought that was neat because you you have this ability to do kind of a visual change when you're switching to another doctor. And so each one of them has its own kind of look that, that almost really suited each of the doctors. Yeah, it
1: really struck the tone of that era
2: except for the 4th
0: doctor. See, I thought that was I don't Oh no, I don't think I you could you have done like any other doctor with that style of artwork. No, I I, no, agree. Just, oh, I no. Just
2: didn't like that particular style of artwork. Oh, I man, understand I why it. they chose it for the 4th doctor I because it. it's kind of cartoony and, and
0: to me it's kind of like Clone Wars to Star Wars. I mean, oh, yeah, Clone Wars it's it's that 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 more that less Or Uh, even Rebels. Realistic. or Yeah, Rebels would be good. To me, they're kind of two in the same. It's it's very stylized. Yeah, it's very stylized. And I think think it worked, especially for the story they were telling as well. With the giant chicken, yeah. I don't (laughs) think it could have worked in much (laughs) other... (laughs) Overall, I liked it. It was a good book. I was very, very pleased. I wish we had seen more of The 13th Doctor. On the other hand, I could understand why they couldn't do it. Um and it was really her recalling all of these past lives from her perspective. So, I like well, that.
1: and I like the fact that it was cru- couched in an extended version of the monologue
2: that Twelve was giving at the end of his life. Yeah, in a way, it almost um, retconning that speech and making it a little better in some ways. Yeah.
1: Just, oh, and all the callbacks he they, he makes during that speech is fantastic. Too. Yeah,
0: agreed.
2: I also really thought uh, Cornell managed to. Nail the voice of each doctor without falling down on the catchphrase part of it. Yes, they were yeah, without using it as a crutch. Yeah, but a a lot of times that's what a writer does. They go, "Well, I threw in Geronimo, so now you hear Matt (laughs) Smith." And it's like, "Eh," but most of the rest of the stuff you wrote didn't work. But for this, it does. It's
0: probably why they got Cornell to do it too, is the fact that he had just written the Target novelization because that's who wrote the Target novelization as well. So I bet a lot of that was fresh in his head. I mean as far as the speech goes yeah cool well we're doing the comic book first because now we're going to move on to some feedback no we did not forget you guys um but most of you uh commented on the episode so we want to make sure that uh we can read that ahead of uh your feedback
2: it's just too good to be true We can't take our eyes off of you. We shouldn't go on as such. But we love this show so much. (laughs) Easter Saturday arrived. And I thank God I'm alive. I wrote this before they moved to Sunday. It's just too good (laughs) to be true. A new season of Doctor Who. Pardon the way that we stare, there's nothing else to compare. We had to wait till this week, but oh, what a treat. But if you feel like we feel, please let us know that it's real. It's just too good to be true. A new season of Doctor Who. And then we're going to break it down a little bit. Let's read some feedback. And if it's quite alright, I'll read your feedback. To keep our show on track, we'll read your feedback. Trust in me when I say... We'll read your feedback Because you wrote so much bloody feedback (laughs) Now just sit on back And listen to what you say About Jody Very nicely done Who's first, Keith?
1: First up is Holly I'll give your pipes a rest and
2: I'll let you go first
1: (laughs) Holly writes... Hey guys, what an episode and an an introduction to Jodie Whittaker as the new Doctor. I loved all the companions and how they interacted with each other and the Doctor. I wish Grace would have stayed around for a few more episodes. I also loved the Doctor using the technology from Tim Shaw's ship to make her sonic screwdriver. I wonder how long the Doctor will be without her TARDIS. I at first thought the blue blob looked like a Hershey's Kiss... Or that looked like a Hershey's kiss was a TARDIS, and it was in the process of regenerating itself. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to your thoughts on on this episode, Holly from Wisconsin. Thank
0: you, Holly. Thanks, Holly.
1: Next, up next is Kirk.
2: Kirk writes, "Let's get a shift on." Dear Vortex friends, it's the new series debut at last. My overall reaction of the woman who felt Earth is very positive. Jody is terrific. There's no doubt that she is the Doctor. Gender just isn't a factor at all. I'm reassured that Chris Chibnall is steering the show in a strong new direction. The serious tone and character-focused stories feel good after Moffat's more glib era. Don't get me wrong, Moffat created some of my favorite Doctor Who stories, but it's time to set aside puzzle box plots and impossible girl companions for a while. Some random thoughts. I like our new friends. I wonder if the writers will follow up on the spark between Ryan and Yaz. Unfortunately, since I knew who the continuing cast was, I was expecting Grace's untimely demise. I also felt that her death was a little contrived without a lot of necessity for her heroics. The bad guy, Tim Shaw, was interesting, and not as one note as some debut Doctor Who stories. The effects were pretty strong. I liked the tentacle monster, Tim Shaw's makeup, and the glowing button in the forest. There weren't any clunky dialogue lines or plot turns. Now that's a cliffhanger. Will cliffhangers be a thing again throughout Chibnall's run? If so, I'm on board. I watched with Elizabeth and my ten-year-old stepson, Nicholas. He's become a big fan in the past few weeks. He asked to watch some Doctor Whos, so I showed him The Eleventh Hour, The Beast Below, and Part One of An Unearthly Child. Which, as we all know, is where you need to stop with. <laughs> he's been gobbling up the BBC America Marathon, and it's clear that he's seen some episodes before. Nicholas was super into the new episode, and isn't bothered one bit by a female Doctor. Elizabeth liked it a lot. At the end, she's convinced that the TARDIS is visible in space, just before the Doctor pops into view. I think it's likely a lens flare effect, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? I thought the pacing was a little odd. But that's hard to judge because we watched the Nodel Simulcast Simulcast on BBC America. <laughs> so many commercials. I always had the impression that Moffat wrote American style axe breaks into his scripts, which made the commercials less intrusive, not Chibnall. BBC America is shoving commercials in and it's more jarring than ever. This may force me into piracy and or waiting for the iTunes download. Um opening credits? Any credits? I didn't see a hint of credits or a theme song on the BBC America presentation. Did other countries get something? It's as if the episode had no creative team or cast. It merely sprung a hole from Zeus's head or something. (laughs) But, you know, they needed more commercials. Without end credits, both Nicholas and Elizabeth didn't realize the episode was over. How will the season hold up? As the Doctor says, time will tell. I hope the plots and pacing are tight and that the character development remains front and center for both the TARDIS team and the guest characters. My rating... I give the new series 13 stars and two hearts. <laughs> Only seven more days until the next new Who. That officially makes it my favorite time of year. Kirk from Kansas City.
1: Thank you, Kirk. Thanks, Kirk. Up next is Ben. Ben writes, feedback, feedback, jazz hands? <laughs> Something better, Ben. Hey, guys. First, let me extend my sincerest apologies. I have meant to send in feedback each and every week. I especially meant to send in, in some for your 400th episode. There are many reasons I did not. None of them excuse it. You guys entertain me each meet, each week. The least I can do is let you know that. Since my feedback there is... Since my last feedback there has been progress on my ankle. Not much as I, w- as I would like. But any move forward is that much farther from its worst. Moving along, my reading progress has stalled. Has all but stalled. I just haven't had have it had it in me as of late the book i am reading death's end is the conclusion to the three body problem trilogy it's very interesting and being as it is written by a chinese author it has a new take on science fiction for some reason though, no, i just haven't had the drive to read lately not sure why that means i am behind on my Lethridge stewart reading as well while i may not have been reading much lately i did watch today's premiere of doctor who boy howdy was it good Generally, I tend to like the first episode of each series and then get disappointed by the rest of the series. At least that was the case during much of the Moffat era. I hope that isn't the case in the Chibnall era. For what it's worth, I don't think that will happen. The premiere episode was, in my opinion, very well written. I won't post spoilers here. Not everyone is able to view it in the same time frame. I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. The characters, the story, the scenery, it was all very good. Well worth the wait. Well I think it's time to wrap this thing up. I wanted to take a moment to thank you guys, Keith, Glenn, Sean. Thank you from the very thank you very much for the t-shirt. I can't wait for it to arrive. Take care and safe travels in the Vortex, Ben. Very thank you, good.
0: Ben. Thank, thank you very much.
2: Thanks for
1: all your support over the years.
2: And our next bit of feedback comes from Chrissy. Chrissy writes, Dear Vortex boys, great news. Doctor Who is on. And I have a few thoughts about the thirteenth Doctor's inaugural episode. Jodie Whittaker was easily the best thing about this episode. Anytime the Doctor was doing something, I was interested. In many ways, the woman who fell to Earth reminded me of the 11th hour, even down to the Doctor spending most of the time in a tattered version of her predecessor's outfit. There's manic energy, a little motivation to prove herself, and a lot of fun. The companions, and I am calling them companions and the BBC can stuff it, (laughs) show promise. Ryan had some interesting background, like, why can't he ride a bike? Introducing that question early on made me want to know more about him. Even after they answered that question, his personality shone through enough by then that I liked him. Same with Yasmin and Graham, although to a lesser extent. I feel like we'll get to know them more as the season goes. And thank you, Yasmin, for saying what I thought when I saw the Doctor's new costume. That's what you're going with? (laughs) At least the Doctor paid for the clothes. Or had Ryan and Yasmin do it anyway. I did have one or two nitpicks. I am definitely going to need to watch these episodes with subtitles. Some of the accents are hard to understand. (laughs) That's
0: been one of the biggest complaints.
2: I like that Jodi is using her northern accent. It seems like it suits her better than anything else. And I can understand her fine. Some of the others, they're a challenge. My other negative point is the Tim Shaw alien. Or rather, his planet's method of choosing leaders. (laughs) Sending potential leaders on some sort of trophy hunt isn't the problem necessarily. It's the target they send him after. That blubbering crane operator? Really? He's a wimp even before the alien menace shows up to catch him. You're going to prove your strength and cunning by hunting that weenie? (laughs) Shouldn't you go after someone, say, like, Dwayne Johnson, Chuck Norris, Idris Elba? Someone who's an actual challenge, a target that would actually impress someone. Unless Tim Shaw's people are playing a joke on him, that wasn't the most convincing choice. Though I do have to disagree with the Doctor. Wimpy Crane Dude absolutely had the right to knock Tim Shaw off the crane to his death. Self-defense is a perfectly legitimate reason. Maybe he wasn't quite the wimp after all. Overall, it was a solid episode. I give it 7 out of 10. I don't know that it's my top favorite first episode for a Doctor, but it's decent enough. It's enough that I want to stick around for more this season, and that's all it needs to do. Talk to y'all later. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy.
1: And then we also have a quite a bit of comments on
0: a facebook post we, we did um, mike uh, responded i thought it was great the doctor is the doctor no matter what james said i thought it was good she won me over lol the new companions and story was good also crystal wrote amazing episode love this doctor chris wrote outstanding just the right mix of humor curiosity pointed commentary and adventure and that was just in the first 20 minutes I am so looking forward to what this new doctor will do. Expecting great things from the season. Not fair uh, to the new cast writers and directors, but they are off to a good start. Uh, Another Chris wrote, The doctor sounds like Mrs. Pat Moore from Downton Abbey Abbey, (laughs) imitating David Tennant. And for me, that's a very good thing. And yes, it's hard to think of anything that isn't a spoiler. Carl wrote, I I wasn't impressed with the menace, but I enjoyed the slow character building of the new doctor. She's a tinker. Is that tinker or tinkerer? I think it's supposed to be tinkerer. 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 Okay. Um, uh, Jean wrote, thought it was great. Loved that she builds things and uh, enjoyed the unfolding. Mark wrote, loved it. But my girlfriend thinks the TARDIS is not my TARDIS. What do you think? Oh, it's the TARDIS, not my TARDIS. What do you think? (laughs) I think you Mm can go either way with it. Yeah. Um, John wrote, I really enjoyed it. And then Natalie said, so happy. (laughs) So thank you guys for sending feedback and uh, responding to our post on Facebook yeah. as well. What did you guys think? I got a synopsis. Ah, just go let's just go on with it. If, if we're going to spoil the heck out of this thing, so if people haven't seen it already, they know what it's about. Or if people have seen it already, they know what it's about. I suppose
2: if you're new to the show, spoiler warning. Uh, yes. <laughs> Not that we haven't already spoiled a few things.
0: I thought it was amazing. Um... Jodie Whittaker Whitaker owned the character she owned the title of the doctor she deserves the title of the Doctor I thought she was amazing. I don't think the story was anything knocked out of the ballpark. It was a very enjoyable first episode for a doctor it was uh it was a lot of fun, but it also had um it had a tone to it that I felt was a little different from. The past, and I think that's because of Chidmell's writing. I think that's mm-hmm. the, he, he's got a different kind of style than Moffat. Um, I think it, it takes a little more serious elements while putting the humor in the right places. Yeah, the humor wasn't over the top, or at the or at the expense of our characters, which I thought was uh, well, well, well done. Um, I thought the I liked the villain. I thought that the the monster was well realized, or the the bad guy was real was well realized. I sort of agree with Chrissy to a point that, I mean, if you're going to send the best of the best, but I also kind of in the back of my mind thought maybe, and I, maybe he mentioned this, I thought it was just randomized. I, I think so randomized. too. I think yeah. the idea so is it's,
1: it's one person on this entire yeah. planet that he's supposed to track down and Tim cheated. Right, right. <laughs>
0: and and if you picked somebody like The Rock or somebody like that, they would have been easier to find Pretty too. obvious. So I think it's like picking a needle out of a haystack. Well, Tim was cheating because he had the cybernetic ball of tentacles, but... <laughs> Um, so I, I was able to kind of pass that up, but I, I, that did kind of stick in the back of my head that, wow, he's really not all that great of a trophy, but maybe he is after all, since he did did (laughs) shove him off the crane. Um, I love the fact that, uh, the 13th doctor is a tinker. I like the fact that she, she builds things. She gets in, she gets her hands dirty she makes stuff. I think that's going to be very important, especially depending on how long it'll take her to find the TARDIS. Um, sonic screwdriver i loved it i thought it was a great way for them to explain why it looks like it does and the reason why that the the diode or the crystal in it is uh yellow is because it comes from the the pod uh i just there was a lot of things the character development was really good i felt for uh everybody i felt for alice when she fell i mean i think it was a little it was almost huh grace grace i'm sorry yeah grace not alice grace I thought it was a little bit of a shallow heroism though, because of where they placed it, because the, the, the the enemy was already somewhat dispatched. Not, I'm not trying to undersell what she did because it was heroic. It was, it was uh, neat to see a, a quote unquote companion uh, take on something on their own. You know what I mean? There was no guidance or direction from the doctor. The doctor didn't dispatch that they did. And I give, uh, what's his name uh grant graham graham as just as much credit because it was their plan but i think the placement of it was weird because it was almost after the threat was over although i guess you could argue the ball was still a threat because it was still here but and still trying to destroy the the, yeah um so i felt maybe the the placing that was a lot of place but but uh, again i i thought the the character development was great the development of uh yas and you know, help, help, help. it's going to be Ryan around. Ryan were, was great um the little thing in the forest that he activated I love that they called back to that he because he says I think this is my fault and I was like what are you talking about? and then he explained what he had done and I remembered that I was like oh yeah I guess yeah that makes yeah. sense that he would blame himself for that I too like Holly. Thought maybe that was the uh, TARDIS in the <laughs> cube thing, Re- like, oh, regenerate, not regenerating, yeah. but you know, fixing itself. Um, so I, I was actually quite pleased when it wasn't. And uh, what else? I guess there's a, there's a whole handful of stuff. Anyway, I I, I will go back to the fact that Jodie Whittaker is incredible, and she completely she as the character completely knocked it out of the park.
1: I would agree. Jodie is phenomenal throughout all of it. The friends are fantastic. I was. Captivated by each and every one of them And intrigued and want to get to know them better Uh, Especially the Interesting dynamic they have And now with Grace Being dead The fact that it's Ryan and his step-grandpa And then Yaz Who's kind of almost a romantic interest For Ryan And the two of them seem to have that spark I kind of hope they explore But the fact that they had so much character development Was fantastic um i thought it very much felt it had a broad church feel to it, it th- with the pacing i don't know the director didn't do any broad church but i don't so i don't know if it's just part of chibnall's writing Might or his, his written, or yeah. his visual input on the show itself as an executive producer it felt very much pacing and look like Broadchurch, taking time to had these character moments throughout of it and then it kind of also felt like Torchwood to me uh with the I thought the villain felt straight out of Torchwood that was something Captain Jack could have easily dealt with in any of his time on earth so I thought it was a very weird not weird very interesting combination of those two things to make a new version of the show we love
2: it's interesting that you go Torchwood because I genuinely feel it felt much more like an episode of class
1: it had a little bit of that too
2: and not necessarily in a bad way. Um, as a as a First, as a pilot, as a First Doctor episode, it does all the things that you need a First Doctor episode to do.
0: It Almost. introduces
2: the new companions, and it does a very, very good job of introducing them and making them compelling and interesting. It introduces the new Doctor, and does a very good job of making her interesting and compelling. We get a little bit of the regeneration sickness, we get a little bit of uh, you know, unconsciousness, we get a little bit of memory loss. All these things played in there, and then you get a fairly simple starter story there, there's there's you know we're too busy getting to know the characters to worry about the menace too much right and and so if if anything that for me is kind of where it would fall down it's just that it's this one guy i mean we're the, the, there's no there's really no threat to the the universe at large there's no threat to the planet even. Salad guy gets picked off because he picked a fight. I mean, come on. I don't understand that meme right now that everybody's championing yeah, I don't Salad get that guy. Either. Eh, he was one of those dumb characters. It's, it's that, a joke. It's not, I know
0: it's not supposed to be. You're not really championing him.
2: Everybody's championing Salad guy. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, this would it would it would it really make a difference in the grand scheme of things if the Crane guy got picked off? No, it would to him. But that you know. I like that that builds into the doctor's character, though. Yeah. That's, I think that's the important that, You that. know, this has been going on and I'm putting a stop to it. And, you know, it's Well, like, not
0: to mention it also points to the fact that no person is insignificant. Right? Yeah. It and so looking the, at it from the perspective of, you know, if they picked off one guy, would it be a big deal? Well, to the doctor, yes, it would be. So. Yeah. It reinforces the yeah, I've never met
2: somebody who wasn't important. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I agree, Jodie Whittaker pretty much owned it from the get-go. It took me just a moment, and it was more on my end, to get up to speed with um, her cadence and the rhythm of her speech patterns. And I feel a little cheated because for me the moment was, who are you? I'm the. Oh wait, I had it and I lost it, and I wanted that moment. I was ready for that moment. <laughs> she sold me. I'm like, yeah, bring it. And then it wasn't that moment. I'm glad they made us wait. And it was it a joke
0: that much more powerful. Yeah.
2: And I don't. Well, see, I don't know. I don't feel like the one at the end really. Oh, I do. For me, it didn't make quite. I got chills for me, so. when she
0: finally said it because I thought
2: there it is. But um, it, you know, like I said, it was me initially, and she was fantastic. Everything that she did. In the character. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are very, very few actors in this role who I felt hit the ground running the way that, you know, even Tenet took me four or five to warm up to. Smith was one of the ones that hit it early. I thought Capaldi did a pretty good job, but Deep Breath was kind of wonky. But yeah, Jody was like, okay, this is the doctor. I do not like the new Sonic. I like the fact that it explains why it looks the way it does. They did a fantastic job with all of those little pieces of this episode, and that she's a tinkerer and going to build things. I go, we haven't had that since Capaldi, really, or uh, <laughs> uh, the other Capaldi, uh, Per Twee, <laughs> Per
0: yeah, Capaldi. It's
2: it's been a while since we've really had a. I'm going to go do science stuff. Yeah, and and so this was this was very cool. Um, but yeah, I just I. Okay, I guess you explained it, but uh, it's not. I don't know the little bit of alien tech that she pulled out of the ship. in my mind still's not quite enough to make it do what it needs to do. It, it, it seems like for being limited to 21st century Earth technology for the most part, and whatever she pulled out of that pot, it would look more like a a thing that goes ding. But <laughs> okay, I'll allow it.
0: And uh, well, she was
1: melting all sorts of stuff and oh, welding, yeah, it's, and it's the other thing.
0: The other thing that I liked about the fact that she built it and that she explained it was if somebody joined the series now, I don't think they would feel like they missed, they've they missed anything. No. Um, she pointed out that she, before she arrived there, she was a uh, gray-haired Scott. Um, that's all the new viewer needs to know is that she's changed her face. And then to explain the sonic screwdriver by right quickly after that saying, well, actually, it's more like a Swiss Army knife without the <laughs> knife because then that tells the It's more Uh, than a screwdriver. It tells the new viewer that this is gonna do more things than, you know, put together shelves. So
2: And it beeps up the doctor's character a little bit as opposed to having the magic ship give you the magic stick. Yes. Yes,
0: (laughs) I would agree. It shows that
1: she could be okay without the Sonic if something happened to it. Either she could build a new one or she wouldn't need to rely on the TARDIS as much. No, if she
0: builds a TARDIS, then I'll have a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, she let's grow one.
0: Matt Smith did.
1: (laughs) That's, true. that's out of, true. Out of old TARDISes, but... Well, yeah. I guess that's
0: true. You were able to go
2: that route, I suppose. He, he built a TARDIS, yeah. Um, I will say, too, I think it was Kirk's comment about the um, puzzle box nature of the old Moffat stories. I'm not one hundred percent convinced that this is quite the one-off nature that uh, Chibnall has led us to believe. No, I, 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 I think wonder if we'll have
1: the cliffhanger leading
2: yeah, into the next. I think well, that I hope. I that, hope we that, kind of go back yeah, to like the second that, Doctor era. In fact, yeah, I, just, I like that. I don't. I think that's I, all it's going to be. Though. I think
0: yeah. it will. I think that's all it will be as well. I think it will be each of these stories will be set alone. There'll be a continuing thread as much as there is anything of they're traveling together. Obviously, they're all in this together. She's still trying to find her TARDIS. You'll have those kind of things. But I. Don't think it will be the puzzle box nature of of the aha moments later. I just don't feel I, going to I, do that. I
2: still think we're going to get one for one reason. We get a line where they're in the car. Uh, and the I, says, I did key and wait that. a minute. You're, you know each other. You, you know other, each you know other each from other. school, and you're related to each other. And okay, it, it just feels yeah, like it's one of those. I did the pick universe up Universe has these coincidences that certain mm-hmm. people are put in your path for certain reasons. And this is one of those. I picked we up. We didn't on touch that on it because we, we had to get yeah. to the next stage of the adventure. But I think that's going to come back. I could be wrong. We'll find out. No, ten, I, nine it, episodes. From I
0: picked now. up on that too, and I kind of wondered. But at least they won't be like Moffat. It'll probably be a call back to that right. point. But... Yeah, no,
2: I don't think the Master is you know waiting in the wings. No, to no, reveal. no. This is all part of the grand <laughs> plan. But I, th- I think it will come back. So,
1: how'd you guys feel about the TARDIS not being around?
0: I didn't really miss it because... You bite your tongue. <laughs> no, I, I really I really didn't miss it because she was very capable without it. And I think yeah. if she had been completely I struggling... I don't know what role it would have, had, would have, yeah, it would have even played in the well, story either. And, and there's a lot of times that we don't see the TARDIS for the entire episode until the and right. I mean, they, they've done it before. Um, I think it's become a bit of a MacGuffin, the fact that she's trying to track it down. But she's she's so hands-on, and she did things where she just figured out how to get around not having the TARDIS that, to me, it worked. And so I, I didn't miss it because there was reason not to miss it. My only complaint of it is, from a new viewer perspective,
1: never ha- if you would never watched the show before, it's such a big part of it. I know it's going to play a bigger part down the road in this plot line, but as an introductory story it's such a big part of the show in general that it felt like you could have almost watched. This could have been almost any science fiction show. Yeah. Well,
0: that is exactly why I think it was important to do it for new viewers. is not to throw too much at the new viewer right away. And that could be what and they're I think doing. what it will do. It was it will give everybody the companions, quote unquote companions. Cause I'm like Chrissy, I'm going to call them companions. I don't care. Um, and uh, new viewers alike that aha moment of, Introducing them to the TARDIS, and That's what they all get it together, and I think is. that that
2: works really well. Well, even in uh, Rose, we didn't get a TARDIS moment until the end yeah. of the yeah. episode. Yeah. It true. was there; it was in, it was present. But from because the whole thing's from the companion's point of view, yeah. she didn't see it until the end. So I think with everything else that okay, new doctor, female, blah blah blah, okay, we're going to go ahead and save that for for later. Um, I do think that um, somewhat surprisingly this was handled far better than deep breath in the um regards of not hitting us over the head with oh the doctor has changed and i need to be accepting of it i they, they just boom done. they, they and, it and was moved on barely a reference yeah, there was really like two
1: imagine. references to the fact that there was even a change of gender
2: i very much enjoyed the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> i thought that was cool both uh, how it was visualized and and, and what it did
0: and what um, it was when they yeah. shocked it and it fell kind of apart, yeah. and she explained what it was. Yeah, yeah. Both an organic and cy-
2: cybernetic. Cool. Uh, and there was one other thing that I wanted to touch on, and now I don't remember. so
1: I like what I heard of the new theme, too. too.
0: Yeah, let's can't talk wait about s- that. I can't wait to see the actual theme. Too. There was no opening credits, right? No. Just no. the closing credits. No. Just the closing new credits. credits.
1: We, didn't, I, we I, didn't get the
0: title card of the episode until no. the end. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then cuz we saw the little BBC thing that we see at the very beginning to, right. I, you know, the ident. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I was just The hint of the muse, the theme music when the Doctor
1: falls through though and stands up was fantastic. Yes, I, I love yes, that a little bit. That was cool.
2: I actually enjoyed the music throughout the whole episode. I didn't notice it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well I think that was a good, a good change. I'm going to miss Murray Gold, but I liked the fact that the theme was a little darker, a little more understated, and not quite as bombastic as it has been for the last...
0: I noticed it because it had an absence of Murray Gold, yeah. and that's not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. It, it, it worked really well for this episode, but I only noticed it because of the absence of Murray Gold. I expect those those beats of music within certain mm-hmm. points... And they were they were they were there, but they were different, and yeah. so I appreciated that and liked it.
2: Yeah, the the credits and no vortex scene that, that was jarring. Because you know me, I, I need my there's the TARDIS in the vortex. This is still my show, and I didn't get it. <laughs> and there's no TARDIS, and it's missing somewhere. That's kind of the other weird thing. That's why I wanted to touch on the TARDIS is missing. And for the first time, we, we, I've talked about this before, where something catastrophic happens to the TARDIS and the doctor's like, eh, I'll pick it up later. This time something catastrophic has happened to the TARDIS and the doctor is legit concerned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know where it's at. Now I'm really worried. Yeah, so I don't understand how you can be like hey, it doesn't matter because I'm going out of my gore Because like what what?
0: Because they told me in all the uh, pre-production stuff that she was going to have a Tardis, so I'm not worried. It's coming eventually. It was in the initial picture. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> yeah, but I expect that. <laughs>
0: Anything else you guys want to talk about about this first episode? I think they are off to a great start. All the acting, all of the writing, all of the direction. All the tone, and Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker especially, is now the Doctor, and I love it. Yeah. And I liked
1: how she just went and bought an outfit. Yes. Not, it was it's nothing different.
0: special, no it's extra good. super plot point to it. or Why that? Felt a little like 11th Hour, where she was in the previous Doctor's outfit for the almost the yeah. entire yeah. show.
1: Almost entire. But the, I like the fact that it wasn't exact mirror of 11th hour where she changes for the big climactic. Right, exactly. It was an she was afterthought still of, you might want to change that she outfit. And the trouble. fact that she had never even thought about changing yeah, clothes She throughout just kind of looks down thing. and, oh yeah. <laughs> even though she lost the jacket quite a bit because she had just
2: the vest on.
0: <laughs> which looks pretty good. Well, I think she took the vest off. Especially for the funeral. So. Yeah. The <laughs> tattered jacket does yeah. not work for the That thing. was no. actually no. kind
2: of an interesting bit Is is seeing the doctor dealing with the aftermath of an adventure. We don't normally get that, because normally it's yeah. pop back in the TARDIS and get out of Dodge right. before anything happens. And watching her pace and fret and just, you know, this ant's crawling on her almost because she didn't know what to do with herself right. at this moment. This is probably uncomfortable that there's this expression of grief, and she does feel for it, but at the same time, ah, I'm you know, this is why I don't stick around for these things, because yeah. it's here but she couldn't go. I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. I will say this about the outfit, and I will leave it alone. I like the fact that once she went back into the tinkering mode with the, the goggles and everything, that she had the sleeves of the jacket rolled up. Yeah, mm-hmm, and yeah. I, I, that's, That, to me, is the first thing I would do. I tend to roll up my sleeves and yeah, get to work and absolutely. do something, and so I really appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. I still hate the pants.
0: All right, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? This ought to be easy. Well, uh, next week, uh, next episode. Um,
2: <laughs> although Chibnall's making it difficult because they still haven't really released a synopsis or listing of episode titles, but I think beyond the, the next week beyond next okay. week, yeah. and I don't even remember what the Ghost is. Monument, the Ghost Monument. Thank you. So we will be covering episode two, the Ghost Monument, next week on our show. Uh, as always, your feedback is welcome. Keith, how do they send that? You to can us? send that
1: directly to feedback at travelingthevortex dot com, or if you're on our Facebook and you see a post from us, you can click through and click the "Send us an email," and it will send that directly to feedback. Or on our website, just fill out the "Send us feedback" tab.
2: And you guys were fantastic cuz I put a little thing in there about hey no spoilers and you guys didn't. So, yeah, good job just guys. Just keep that in mind that if you're engaging with us on social media that other people may not get gotten a chance to see it. Spoilers will abound here though. But on the show, fair game.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if that's going to do it for this time until next time. I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.